Patricia Titus has spent the bulk of her career focused on cybersecurity, from serving as CISO for the Transportation Security Administration, where she focused on implementing new IT security programs, to overseeing cybersecurity at Freddie Mac, Symantec, and Unisys. As a woman in the InfoSec field, Titus has helped to break down barriers for other women interested in pursuing careers in IT security. Here she explains how and why she pursued a career in cybersecurity and offers advice for other women who are interested in pursuing a similar career route. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So Patty, tell us about your education and your early career. Were both always focused on information security? Well, first of all, let me thank you, Tracy, for having me on today. I um, greatly appreciate the opportunity to hopefully reach some other women in this dwindling field, I'm afraid. So my education, I started out studying religious philosophy because we all know we're all going to get a great job with that. <laughs> but I didn't actually, because I started traveling at a very young age, I was able to pick up careers in University of Maryland in the European Division and Far East Division. But unfortunately, I was never able to complete my education. Instead, I'd like to say that I have a ton of real-world experience. So the early part of my career, I've been involved in security off and on in several different capabilities. So when I lived in Saudi Arabia, I was a liaison officer for the State Department, and that required a relationship with the regional security officer. In the Air Force, I was in the Electronic Security Command as a Morse intercept operator. So my career actually started, oh, we'll just say a long time ago. I think that's probably the best way to say it. But this particular career field has always been of interest to me. At one point in my life, I thought I wanted to grow up and be in law enforcement. So it's always been in the back of my mind, but it really came to fruition when I started working with the Treasury Department and then the Department of Homeland Security. Patty, it's an interesting point that you make about your education. And I hear a lot of people say this, not just in the infosec field, but just in fields across the board, that oftentimes it doesn't really matter what you get your degree in, you may end up choosing a career path that's totally different from what you thought you might be doing when you go into college. You know, that's really true. Although I will tell you, Tracy, today, if I were looking to go into this field, and I do give this advice regularly, while it's important to have a degree in some sort of security or computer-related field, it's also extremely important if your objective is to get to that senior leadership level in IT or in IT security, that you also have a focus on business management. Having an MBA or at least at minimal take some business classes in college to give yourself a more well-rounded background. And I'm certainly happy to tell you why I feel that way today. I think the role of the CISO has completely morphed from where it started back in the early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah, that's a good point you make, Patty. Maybe we could go ahead and just elaborate there a bit. And what's coming to my mind, of course, is the, the Target breach, for instance, where the CISO, after that breach, lost her job. And I think, you know, maybe having some of that business experience is something that we see more and more as breaches and, and data security are more in the limelight. Yeah, so I think what's happening here, Tracy, is the CISOs are actually now becoming much more of a analytics, statistician, relating security to the business objectives of a company where previously we were very focused on technology, uh, all CISOs always reported to the CIO, and there's been a big movement afoot to move the CISO, especially in highly regulated institutions, out from underneath the CIO because the potential view of conflict of interest. 
So fighting for the same resources, fighting for the same budget, made it very difficult for the CISO to be effective and oftentimes to get prioritization on their projects versus fighting or competing with the CIO. So raising that awareness has been really helpful. And I'm not by any means saying that the best organizational structure is for the CISO not to report to the CIO. I think it has to be looked on as a case-by-case basis. But what I do see is there's a change in this role where we do need to be more business-minded. We need to be able to communicate to the board of directors today. We were never exposed at that level, the highest executive levels in companies. Uh, That's been a fairly recent advent in probably the last five to seven years based on all of these data breaches that have been happening, much more focus on being educated and the best way to educate is to bring that CISO into the boardroom. And so we've got to be able to communicate our information differently and not speak as technicians or what I hear often, technobabble, but to be able to communicate in business terms so that the business leaders can understand the business risk not basically if I were to come in the room and say, we're under attack by Anonymous and they're using DDoS and uh, rootkits and you know everybody's eyes will glaze over, but you've got to put it into business terminology. And that's why I think it's very important for our professionals today to have that background. Patty, going back to your career specifically, what would you say were some of the turning points in your life or in your career that led to leadership roles in IT security? Well, it's the old story of he who complains does. And so when I was at the Transportation Security Administration, I was actually the wireless program manager and repeatedly said to the CIO, we really need somebody focused on security. And that was one of those, you put your hand up, so guess what? You get to do that job too, which was a great opportunity. And and I'll always be thankful to that CIO for giving me that opportunity to step into that particular role. And it was great because we got to build a security program that was built on a brand new federal standard, and that was the Federal Information Security Management Act, which is still being used today in multiple fashions. And so that was really a big turning point for me. That was one. And then I think the other one was the opportunity that Unisys actually afforded me when I came out of the government after several years. They gave me an opportunity to understand a big corporation. And Unisys has been around for many, many, many years, hundreds. They were the creators of the first computer. And to have the ability to understand how corporate America worked was a great opportunity to work very closely with their business offices at the highest levels within Unisys to look at their security portfolio. And it was just a great opportunity. So I think that really gave me more of the business side of the house, which helped me round out that gap in my career, I would say my educational career. It's just been a great field to be in. Uh, Not without its stress, I might add. It's not for the faint of heart being in, in information security, for sure. Yes, especially not these days. Patty, what would you say were some of the greatest challenges you faced as a woman in a male-dominated field? You know, in the early days, it was much more difficult. It's obviously become easier as our human resources people have done a good job of helping to educate about diversity, not just gender, but all types of diversity. And so, you know, some of the biggest challenges that you overcome are uh, the constant having to rebuild respect with whoever is the newest person in the room. And men and women think very differently. We bring a very different dimension to the table. 
And I think some of the difficulty has been being heard. You know, when you're sitting in a room and you're trying to get your ideas or your thoughts or your position heard, and you're constantly being interrupted by the louder person in the room, that's difficult. It's also difficult to be the only female in a room when there's a big group of folks making major decisions for a company, and you're the only one representing the female viewpoint, which again is very different from men. I think men are they're able to think very non-emotionally, where women think more emotionally, which is a positive thing. It brings a different dimension to the table. And I think you've seen a big change with major corporations, at least in the high-tech field, actually hiring women as their CEOs and understanding that the value that that brings to the C-suite. But there are still many companies that lack the appropriate gender diversity and they try really hard and not to fault the companies. I just don't think there's enough women in this industry. And so the pool of people to choose from is very small. And so it makes it very difficult for companies to have gender diversity, especially at the more senior levels in the company. Patty, do you see more women today pursuing careers in IT security? I do not. It's sad to me. I think we're, we're going backward. And I would love for a, a research firm to do a study to see if I'm wrong. I just feel that a lot of women are leaving this field for less risk adverse. And the, the risk today of being in this role, it's difficult to be in. It's high stress, high pressure. And, you know, there's a lot of women that have a lot of demands. And so what I'm seeing anyway is that women will come into it in their early 20s or fresh out of college. And then in the middle years, they'll actually leave the workforce altogether, which makes it more difficult to come back into the security field. As you know, it's one of those constantly changing landscapes. And if you're not staying relevant to the field, it's very difficult to come back out of taking some time off to raise a family or to take a different course of direction, but to try to come back into security is very difficult because of that constant change. And if you're not staying connected, you lose your relevancy very quickly in the field. So Patty, what more should or could the IT security community and even universities do to encourage more young women to pursue careers and stay in careers in InfoSec? So I think the first and foremost is we've got to come up with better ways to incentivize women and men to stay in this field. And I think the big issue with companies today is thinking that people can't be remote or telework or have flexible work schedules and be able to be successful in the security arena. There are several options where companies use services from other companies that are not sitting in the office with everyone, and we've got to figure out how to be creative to get women back into this field and to stay in the field. I think being creative also on benefits for women and men, again, just to say that women are the only ones leaving the field to go raise family, I think there's amounts of house husbands as well as housewives, kind of an antiquated term. But we've got to figure out ways to incentivize it. And so we used to have daycares on facilities, and we've done away with that. And that was a benefit where mom and dad felt like they could go down and visit their kids during breaks or lunch hour. So their quality of life is suffering. In these areas that are hotbeds for technology and security professionals, you're talking Silicon Valley, you're talking Minneapolis, you're talking Washington, D.C. 
Tennessee, and these are all heavy commuting areas where we've got to be better about making sure that we're helping our employees have better work-life balance, giving options for nanny services when you've got a sick child at home. How can we encourage people to feel like they can leave their child with a credible person that's, you know, had a background investigation that can come into the home and take care of that sick child so that you can go to work and perform your job or give you the opportunity to telework, again, more flexible work options. So I think that's one of the things that companies need to be looking at. As far as the information security community, we have to get the message out there that this is a good career field. And we kind of have to break that pattern that we've seen of there's a data breach, let's fire the CISO, or let's go after the information security team. Let's be realistic about it that data breaches, although they may be because of negligence, the majority of the time data was provided to the executives, business cases were provided, technology and resources were asked for, and the company failed to provide them. So there's a a risk that has to be assumed in this and responsibility taken across the board. It's not just the CISO or the CIO. If the company is not funded, you know, fulfilled funding requests, so we have to break this history of just firing people because there's been a data breach. And some companies recognize that and are taking a different course of action. And I think that's probably scared off some women from taking these types of positions. So that's another thing that we need to be able to do is communicate that this is still a safe place to go. It's a tremendous career opportunity. And I don't know that we're doing a good job of articulating all the different things that you could do when you come into this field. So we probably need to do a better job of during college recruiting. We do a better job of explaining what does it really mean to be in information security. I'm seeing an uptick, thankfully, in universities carrying cybersecurity programs. In other words, just a few select organizations or universities that had any sort of cybersecurity programs. And they weren't terribly diverse. They were focused on digital forensics or penetration testing. What I'd like to see is a very broad swath of programs being offered that cover everything from soup to nuts. In other words, governance, risk, and compliance to operations, digital forensics, e-discovery. And I don't think those courses are being offered at the level that I think would be beneficial for someone to have. I think some of these intern programs could be expanded in major companies. So I'd like to see more interns coming out of the universities given the opportunity to go into the security organization. And I'll be frank with you, a lot of CISOs are adverse from bringing in interns because of the level of information they have access to. So, you know, you bring in an intern for the summer and they have access to all your vulnerability data. And so you've got to be very careful and make sure that they have the appropriate level of background screening before they come in. But I think that opens a huge level of opportunity for college students to get a good feel for what's going on in that security office and what does it really mean to be part of a CISO organization? And what track do I want to take? Do I want to stay on the policy and governance side? Do I want to go into risk management? Do I really like the technical side of it? A lot of people are very interested in the white hat hacking and the forensics, giving college students an opportunity to really understand what happens in the day of a life of a CISO and their organization. I think that's another way to open up 
mind's eye to what could really be a very rich career. And then, Patty, what about advice specifically for young women who are interested in cybersecurity? I think it's really important that if you're interested, reach out to some of those women that are in executive positions. You'd be surprised on LinkedIn how many of us would be more than happy to look at mentorship opportunities. And I know I'm probably putting myself out there, but I am mentoring several folks in this field, people that are in and people that are thinking about going into it. And make yourself available. I think, you know, the professionals on the flip side have to make themselves available. So you've got to understand if it's really someplace that you want to be, what does it mean? There are a lot of opportunities for networking. So even if you're in college and you're in an area like New York City or some of the other areas, there are several forums of women in security that get together, they network, they have dinner, they go to conferences. That's an opportunity to open up what really is in this career and what does it really mean. There's plenty of podcasts out there very similar to this one, Tracy. I think this is an excellent way to get the news out there, but we also need to make people aware that these podcasts are out there for them to listen to and see if it's something that they're interested in. I'm actually also part of the advisory council for the Girl Scouts of the Northeast Capital Region, and through scouting, I'm trying to help open the the door to uh, young ladies that are going into college that this is a great career field, IT, IT security, uh, really pushing the STEM program as well. And so this is a great field to be in, and we we need more women in this field. And what you'll find, uh, one of the mottos of an organization I belong to is lift as you rise. And I'm a firm believer that as I rise up through the ranks, it's important for me to bring along women with me to ensure that I'm looking across my organization and making sure that I have diversity at all levels. And I've worked very hard at that, and I think a lot of people do. But if there's not enough resources in the pool to select from, then it makes it very difficult for us to have gender diversity in the workforce. If you're interested in it, reach out to some of the executive women that you can find on on the social media sites like LinkedIn and others and explore that as an opportunity and join the ranks because we certainly need them. Well, Patty, I'd like to thank you again for your time today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much again, Tracy, for having me on board. And and I'd love to hear from some of the women out there that are thinking or already in this field and looking for some advice. I think that's great advice. And hopefully some people will reach out to you as a result of this interview. Again, we've just heard from cybersecurity advisor Patricia Titus. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.